0: We have to always start them off with something vulgar. Like, that. <laughs> see, I felt it. I felt it coming, and I just went, "No, I'll save that, because that'll annoy him." Brilliant. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, hello, anyone listening? Welcome to connecting vague dots with me, Jay Pennells, and Seth Cox. No, you've you've confused people there, because
0: <laughs> right, obviously, you know, we know who who we know who the listener is. Um. Yeah. On the off chance that that someone you know doesn't know us, mm. completely confuse them. Yeah, combine Jay Pennels and yeah. your
1: Seth Cox. If you don't know us, um, where have you Welcome. been? Well,
2: yeah,
1: different name, But where have you been? I mean, we kind of hit it big. And have you been living under a rock or something? I mean, how have you not heard any of our podcasts before? It's um. It baffles me. Um, it
0: doesn't baffle me. No. The internet's a very big place. You can quite easily miss stuff. Yeah. A very dark and scary place as well, the internet. And we, yeah. I mean, it's especially easy to miss something when no one tells you it's there.
2: Mm. Which exactly. is not oh.
0: something that we've done.
2: Yes,
1: we talked about that last month and um, haven't made any. Sort no. of improvements. But yes, we should start telling people that this is... Um, I think that we've been doing since April.
0: mm. (laughs) Doing it five months. Fucking hell.
1: Give us something to do. Five months wasted.
0: Has it been five months? Or has it been?
1: Um Um, Well it was about lockdown when lockdown started, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it must be about that. Hmm. Anyway. Uh oh! I've been caught off, guard because you've already done the "Hello, anyone listening?" thing.
1: Exactly. I knew that to throw you off. See, just for anyone listening, Jay is not good at improvising. He's actually got a script there, and he just runs off. Black. Excuse me. I'm yes, I, I very good at improvising.
0: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not very good, but I'm I'm half decent. Um, <laughs> he says and then pauses. <laughs> <laughs> Just remembering, do I actually have anything to say? Uh, not, not particularly. I have recently moved. Yeah. But I'm by recently, mate. I mean, I did it yesterday. Um, so I'm now in my uni house. It looks just lovely. Gazing around the room, it's it's very light.
1: Nice window, big bed for it's um. A, it's got a very big window. It, yeah, that's a lovely window six windows put together it technically yes it is and they're all quite big windows gosh blimey
0: yeah, gosh, indeed um i mean i am right at the front of the house like once upon a time this probably would have been a living room and then yeah. just you know turn into a bedroom because it can house it is big enough to house a uni student have you got um a nice street view yep yeah. I am now looking out upon the Tesco Express garage mm. Mm. with an SO petrol station. Sounds... It says it's welcome, welcome. Open seven thirty AM to eleven thirty PM
1: It sounds dreamy, Jay. It sounds really idyllic. Yeah, it's it's alright.
2: You know.
1: Big bed, as I said. Big bed is a double for, for you and you know your boys. That'd be nice, you know. My boys, what, yeah. what? Well, you and your boys have some space to sort of fall around and roll around, and without you know, because you're in a single last year, and so that's nice that you've that you and your two boys can sort of have your experiences on a big double bed and not be sort of hindered by lack of space.
0: Yeah, we have um, we have a, a lot more room to to explore. The things that we weren't quite able to explore last year due to
1: Mm. um, sort of restraints. But but possibly, may I possibly, the restraints helped you to explore new positions that you wouldn't have tried otherwise, um, if you see what I mean. Well, I mean, continuing the year forward, there are more things that we can do with the restraints. Um, Shall we get on with? The podcast. Oh, oh, I've got some news actually. Oh, you do. Well, not not news to you. News to our one listener. Um, uh, yes. I'm moving to uni tomorrow. First day at uni. Woo! Hey. That'll well, be fun. Fresh and... Uh, three weeks off. I don't get my loan for another three weeks, so I'm going to be. I don't know what I'm going to do. Just live off of nothing. Money. Yeah, but not the student loan money. Anyway, the, I got my reading list today. Um, eight books that I need to buy. Guess how much eight books amounts to? Oh, about
2: 150 quid. 220
1: quid. <laughs> I know. I'm glad it's funny for you because that's actually coming out of my pocket. But that's,
2: you know.
0: I don't, I don't, I don't have to buy any books. Really? No, because all of, all of our... All, there are books that are recommended to us that we could read if we wanted to, but they're not enforced on us because all of the content that we actually need to know is covered in the lectures.
1: That sounds like a better deal. I mean, it's a different subject entirely, Seth. Yeah, I need to... Yeah, I actually need books, I'd imagine. Um,
0: Yeah, you probably need to read things to
1: do a law degree. Yeah,
0: whereas to do a maths degree, you sort of just need to... Know things, know how to do things, do things. (laughs) Should should we crack on? Um,
1: I suppose. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just not do it today. Let's just not do the podcast. All right. Well, we'll publish this anyway, but um, thanks for listening to this uh, session. Um, Goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me.
2: No, hey, we're just kidding, we're gonna do the podcast. Right, Jay? You were
1: kidding as well. I mean, yeah, sure. Do I that. would have
0: been
1: I would have been open
0: to the joke of just stopping recording right there and just moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that go would have, have been funny. But what we will do is we will do the podcast.
1: Yeah, you haven't got out of it that easily, ladies so, and gents. Seth.
0: Mm. Explain the concept. So
1: Connection. What? Don't
0: lean into your microphone.
1: I was going to do sort of of a sexy introduction. A sexy introduction? You're not sexy. I know, but I could pretend to be someone else and then be sexy. Who are you going to pretend to be that's sexy? Uh, A man with a deep, raspy, sexy voice. Raspy? How is a
0: raspy voice sexy?
1: Oh, p- people love a raspy voice, you know, like, yeah, no, not, not like lung cancer raspy, like sort of <laughs> the, a slight rasp. Ah, uh,
0: my name is Maximus Decimus <laughs> Brilius.
1: Yeah, the Russell Crowe rasp. Yeah, let's go with that. Right. So, you ready? Yeah. For those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before. That's not
0: a Russell Crow
1: rasp. Oh, no, I gave up on the Russell Crow. Is it? That sounds good though, right? I mean, as long as it actually picks up the audio on the recording. It will, I'm, I'm leaning very close. So, for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before, the idea is that me and Jay pick a film, a piece of music and a book, all with an underlying theme. Or Make link. sure
0: you don't peak the microphone.
1: I won't peak the microphone, thank you, Jay. <laughs> um, fuck, you threw me off. Um, and <laughs> Uh, right, well, you you fucking ruined it, haven't you? <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks. Right, I do, it in, do you want to do you want to try again? I do, it in just normal, Seth. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, today, <laughs> like every other week, me and Jay are meeting together, all with a chosen film, a book, and a piece of music in mind, which we have chosen with an underlying theme, or totally. or something in common. Sorry, did you say something else, there? You said, oh,
0: we've all picked a thing. There's two of us, Seth. Oh, for fuck's sake, you do it. You, you do it.
1: (laughs) I want you to do it. Right, I'll turn my phone off. (laughs) On your fucking phone. That's the level of respect I get. Okay. So, the concept is,
0: we pick a, a film, a book and a piece of music all with an underlying theme that we ourselves have picked, and we explained them to the other person or the other people in the call, if there are multiple, and they have to work out the underlying theme that we have picked for those three things. There is a point system involved, very similar to Only Connect. If we get get the link on the first try, um, that is three points, then two, then one. And we also get points if we have revisited anyone's choices from the previous week. So, Seth, have you revisited either mine or Solly's choices from last week?
1: Um, I listened to a bit of um, Adam, Andy Sandberg's...
0: Uh, oh, The song. Lonely Island, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that was quite fun. Um, when I said I listened to a bit of it, I listened to about two songs before my parents walked in and had to sent it off. Um, but that, well, that was good. So,
0: can I have half, maybe? Yeah, you can have a point for that. I listened to Tuttleknock and Chain as well. Um, Because I have that on Spotify and I just went, yeah, let's put that on. Let's both have a half for that. Um, I also listened to Simulation Theory. Oh, did you like it? Yeah, it's alright. I mean... The thing about Muse that I find is... No, I d I don't really know what the thing I find about Muse is. It's it's all fine. I have I have absolutely no problem with it. I just can't really be
1: bothered. It's just not what, it it doesn't it's lacking something, is it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me. It's probably just me. Maybe it's just not, not really. your maybe it's just not your go to genre. Um It's not really my, they're not really a go to for me. No. Okay. Fair enough. I'll, I'll be honest. Neither they aren't really for me either. But it did fit the link, and it's I like the album, and I like the idea of the film. That's what it was talking about. I will check that out at some point because that'd be fun. Yeah. Um. I didn't revisit any. I didn't revisit the Prestige, which was one of yours. And what, what was your oh, others? Yeah. What were your others? Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, Yep. That's fair
0: enough. And Girl on the Train.
1: No. Although I did watch a bit of Tarzan. But Tarzan 2. Tarzan? Yeah. But Tarzan 2. So can I have half? Maybe?
0: Wait. Oh, what? The Phil Collins thing?
1: Hmm. No! (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. Did Um, you you watch Tarzan 2 because Phil Collins or because Tarzan 2? Neither. It was just on and I've got to the stage where I'm just too lazy to do anything about the shit that's on TV. To change the channel. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's awful, isn't it? Yeah, you
0: you don't get anything for that.
1: Fair enough. I should get minus points for that, really, because that's awful from me. Um, a Dirty grey thing that says poor connection. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you revisit any of mine? Like, uh, mine was a Black Mirror episode, and... um,
0: No, I, I went and listened to Simulation Theory, and then your book was Midsummer Night's Dream, mm. which I didn't revisit. Although I do still think *Midsummer Night's Dream* is interesting.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's very good.
0: It's I just it. need to actually go and look at it properly because I think it's cool.
1: It's cool. So well, well, well done us because we both got half a point, which is rare. Well, um uh, uh, did we? What was Solly's thing? Solly's was *Blind Spotting*, which
0: I mm. meant to watch but haven't. Yeah. Um, *Tunnel and Chain* or *Mother <laughs> Lovin'. Um mm. By the Lonely Island, and then the last one, oh, it was a book. was that sort I of a post-apocalyptic
1: book? book, in
0: a way. That it, was wasn't a... Po- it wasn't post-apocalyptic, Seth. Wasn't it? It was just... Dystopian. No, it was, it was some people living in a, living under a dictatorship. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, and much. you That's seem so. to think that it was dystopian, even though it's sort of, you know, a lot... There are a great number of people for whom that is a reality.
1: Well, dystopian into us then. Yeah, sure. Go with that. Um, no, I I didn't read that. To... We'll... No, I've um unfortunately
0: I forgot what it was called.
1: But I will watch Blind Spot and same as you at some point because that actually sounds rather good. That sounds it sounds really good and I am um, meant to watch it this week and then I was busy. Yeah. Um. Good. Well. Well done. Sort of. Um do you want to kick it off with your film today? Oh, how is your link today, by the way? Can I sort of have a sort of is it good, is it bad, is it awful? I think I think it's all right actually. Um, but
0: in order to give you sort of like half a chance, I think I'd quite like to start with the book. Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Lovely. So and I mean the book is probably the the weakest link of them all. Oh. But it's sort of the most inte- integral. Okay. Uh, so the the concept of the link is cool, but the way that the link has been made is bad.
1: Right. Okay. Well, you go and I will. Well, thing. we're gonna
0: we're gonna kick it off by talking about Judge Dread.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, I haven't seen the film Dread or um, read the comic. Neither.
0: Okay. Um, my dad collected the 2000 AD. Which is where the Judge Dredd comics come from Uh, for about 30 years. Blimey. Fucking thousands of them he had. It's ridiculous. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so. (laughs) Where was I? Yeah, so, sort of, talking about 2018 Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd is really cool because so you live in this definitely dystopian world where you essentially get these people called judges who are judge jury and executioner with the technology to tell whether or not people have committed a crime and then to dispense justice absolute with absolute authority themselves. And and they're very, they're very well trained and they're, um and they know how to dispense justice in in the way that the world works at that time. Um and Judge Dredd is one of the oldest and most experienced of all the judges. He's probably you know uh he's so cool. He's so he's so cool. Um yeah So, we're sort of looking at, like, Judge Dredd and 2000AD in general, which is this um, British comic company set up in the late 70s. I'm pretty sure. 2000AD. Judge Dredd first appeared in 2000AD number two. Um, And they did multiple other comic strips. So, it's a bit like, you know, sort of the Beano. Yeah. It's like the Beano, but adult.
1: I always thought it was um, DC.
0: Or Judge Dredd. Hmm. Yeah,
1: that's because you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, coming back, I think we've had the DC Judge Dredd conversation before.
0: Yeah, I think I think we have. Um, because we because, got it wrong. Um, sessions, didn't we? Yeah, you you did a sessions from the shed episode, and Tom started talking about Judge Dredd, or he started talking about the film Dredd, and referenced it as a as a DC
1: film, which it isn't. Yeah. It, it is. Is the film any any good at all? Uh, uh Dredd. is yeah. Really good.
0: Really? Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, It works as sort of a a, a nice reflection of the source material. Carl Urban is really good as Judge Dredd. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, And you do get that sort of psychic, um, I think it's Cassandra, who is one of the main characters in the comic as well. Uh, I haven't read many of the comics for Judge Dread, I need to like properly get into it a bit more because it's supposed to be really, really good. So they
1: they they are police officers with enhanced capability to to tell immediately who's guilty. Yeah, they have they have a visor which basically
0: identifies suspects. I I seem to remember they, they identify suspects and sort of gets up their record. Okay. And... Uh, if they are committing, if they're caught committing a crime, you know the judges know what the
1: punishment for that is. Do you know I what? T- it, it sounds a bit like, um, well, not really a bit like, but for, I'm just thinking of Minority Report at the moment, where you've got the sort of police force who are able to tell who's about to commit crimes and sort of prevent them. Yeah, somehow.
0: yeah, that's similar one of the things i really like about 2000 ad is actually is um it's one of the first places that dave gibbons worked if you know who dave gibbons is
1: i don't know who dave gibbons is no
0: okay dave gibbons was the art lead artist on watchmen
1: ah yes another one i haven't read but yes
0: ah watchmen bloody I, brilliant i've really um,
1: got on top of my comics at some point <laughs>
0: yeah so he so dave gibbons started out by writing or not writing, by drawing um, strips in 2000 AD. So he did um, some of the early, uh, sort of pre-Dread comics. I think Mm. he may have done some work on Judge Dread, but not a lot. And later he moved on to Green Lantern, and he did a big Superman story, I think, and Watchmen, obviously. Uh, He's really, really... Uh, really good uh, British artist but when he was starting out he said this before in an interview which I think is really cool he's like there's three things that you need when you're starting out there's three things that you need to be able to do when you're working on a deadline you need to either and you need to fill out two of these three things for Hmm. it to work you need to be really really good on time nice to work with yeah so if if you are consistently you know handing things in on time they're not bad they're not rubbish and you're you're a nice person it doesn't have to be this amazing piece of artwork because you've gotten it in and people like you Mm. and you can be a bit of a dick but hand everything in on time and it'd be the most amazing thing. And they'll put up with you being a dick Yeah. or less so on like a monthly comic, but you can, you can delay (laughs) what you're handing in a little bit. If you're sort of a nice, nice enough sort of guy and what you're handing in is absolutely exceptional. Yeah. Uh... Which I think is, which I think is really cool. It's a really actually intelligent way of, um, Approaching work.
2: That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Oh. Well,
1: you've 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 spoken a lot, and with a lot of stuff. I'm trying to filter through the bullshit. Well, not the bullshit, but the the the, the, the irrelevance. The red herrings. Um. Gosh, is your um is your link about work ethic?
2: Hmm.
0: Not quite, no. Oh, okay. But not well, far. You're, you're on the. You're on the. You're on the right lines. I think. Okay, lovely. Um, what's, what's your book? You you want me to do the the book first? Yes, considering we just I just did the book, so we might as well.
1: All right, good. I uh, will just say I'm um, not. this link? It's um, I don't know if it's really good or rubbish. It's one of the two. Uh, okay. Um, but. Hey-ho. Anyway, you know we were talking about my reading list earlier? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Funnily enough, on that reading list was why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. Uh-huh. For law. And um funnily enough, that that, that was my choice already for today, which is why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. Ah, oh. Yeah. I don't think we've actually chosen that before, have we? I'm just double-checking.
0: Uh, No, we have talked about it.
2: Um, we are spoken about it.
1: Yeah,
0: we you spoke about it a lot it's a really good book isn't it
1: it's very good yes I would say that some chapters are stronger than others um okay for example I really liked the chapter on white feminism but that may have just been because for for a bit I had a bit of a breather and I wasn't being you know put under the magnifying glass and the heat was on someone else you know you never know but um I never
0: really felt like the heat was being put on me at any point in the book.
1: Oh, I don't know. It was a little bit, you know, a lot of it was, um, well, not us, but a uh, straight white male, um, that sort of category which we do fall into, um, was yeah, um, often <sighs> came under fire for not being, um, well, not not being good enough, really, which is fair enough in the context of the book, but obviously being that. Straight white male, I sort of. As she said, I would, which is annoying. I got a bit defensive. Which she said, exactly, she said, "You're going to get defensive now," and I was like, "No, I'm not." You, and then I got defensive. <laughs> yeah. So that was great. Um, so, so you got completely outwitted. Yeah, I fell right into right into the trap. Um, yeah. So that was a good chapter. Um, I like the history chapter, the law chapter. Um, obviously, because I like history and law, so that was really interesting for me. Yeah. Um, I. Um. I was speaking to my sister about it, and she she didn't like it as much as me and you presumably quite like it. Um, she she didn't like it because of one point in particular: the intersectionality, um, argument which is sort of threaded throughout the book. That was her main sort of point, I think.
0: Um, I think I may have forgotten what you what you
1: what you're talking about here. Can so you re- re-explain that to me. Yeah. So intersectionality is the idea that. We don't consider all of these problems individually, we consider them as one problem. For example, the feminism and the um, racial prejudices yeah. in society, we don't think of them as separate. Um, we think of them as together and conjoined. And this is exactly my point. Like, it's... I'm having trouble explaining it because it's quite a, diff... it's quite a high-tier concept. Um, to grasp, and the, the word intersectionality sounds like you need like a degree to understand it. But it's what she actually said in the book. She said, "You know, I'm sorry about this word because it sounds really complicated, and it is a bit complicated to get your head around." Um, mm-hmm. But that that made it quite inaccessible for my for my sister, and she she didn't like that bit. But she liked the rest of it. She thought it was fine. Um, and I still really like it, and I'm glad it's on the on the law um, reading list because I've read it so. That'd be nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fa- it's a fantastic book. Um, yeah. the intersectionality thing. I just yeah, the way that is it talking about the way that we think that the issues don't inter inter interconnect, or that they do.
1: That well, it's the way that we think that they don't, but they do.
0: Yeah. So the yeah, because I remember there's a there's a long chapter, the feminism chapter, mm. talks a lot about the difficulties in being a black woman, like, you, you it's almost like she feels people have to pick mm. are, are you black or are you a feminist?
1: Yeah, it's the whole thing that the that the feminists, who I will say were white in the sense, the white feminists all sort of, well, some of them, some of the comments were sort of, you've got your thing, you've got the racism thing, go to sort of racism groups, we're doing the Feminism yeah, stuff. and she kept bringing up black problems at the feminist meeting, which were to do with feminism, but weren't what they wanted to talk about because it's still a bit taboo. Or um, well, it's, in- uh,
0: it's 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 not in their range of experience, possibly, mm. so they could just go, "We don't know," but that's in your range, so you deal with that. Yeah, which yeah. is not a useful
1: thing to do. No. But yeah, so I liked the way it was structured in that sense because she broke it down into all these different problems and then sort of at the end said how they were all linked together, which was a nice argument to make. Um, yeah. But I didn't like the the class um, chapter, but I've told you about this. I didn't I didn't follow it. It it. I just can't remember what point she was um, trying to make in the class one. It, it's the one that stuck with me the least. It was all about sort of the London housing problems and the. The slums and
0: See, um I can't remember. It's been a long time since since I since I listened to it. It was like two two, three months ago that I listened to it. Mm. Um so some some of the points have slightly faded from my memory. Was she talking about um Grenfell at all?
1: No. Um or No. It was Or is about... it sort of um
0: Oh, I can't fucking like sort of.
1: Um, it was about these black like, estates in London where the yeah. population are predominantly black because the housing is cheaper and less good, and they all get exploited and, and stuff like that. But like I say, I'm again I'm having trouble explaining it because it.
0: Was I, that something to do? Was Was there something to do in when they're beca- with policing as well, where you get a majority? Black neighborhood that is policed by a majority white police force.
1: Yeah, that yeah that came into it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's along those lines. But yeah, overall, really good book. um But it's good to be able to talk about what didn't work as well as what worked. Sometimes, it's, like it's it's difficult to do it with a book of that sort of subject matter because pretty much everything that she's saying is probably very correct. Um,
0: She's, she's done her research.
1: Yeah, she's way more clued up than you or I. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, if if some points didn't, um, you know, didn't resonate with us as much, then... Well, again, we're, we're so out of touch. But, yeah, that's my book choice. And it was just a coincidence that it came up on the reading list. Funnily, you know, I sent um, my reading list to sort of my, my friends and said, oh, look what's on there, because I was quite excited about it. And... Um, they're like, that's really good. And they said a really interesting point that most people come back from first year university more left-wing. I don't know if, if you did or if, if you uh, see where they're coming from. Uh,
0: people coming back from uni le- more left-wing. Yeah. Le- um, well. What do you think? I, think? I think it depends on the university that you go to in that not that some universities are more left-wing than others are more some universities are more overtly political than others. So, for example, Southampton is politically engaged, but not everyone get gets on board with that. But I think it's more keenly felt in places maybe like Cambridge or Oxford or Bristol, possibly, mm, Bristol. Where, pol- where politics comes into it a lot more. Um and it depends on the degree you do as well. Yeah. Because if if you're doing a humanities degree, then you're going to be talking about a, l- um, a lot of these issues. Yeah. And so you're going to, and from an academic point of view, coming at things from a left wing perspective, not necessarily left wing, but a more, liberal, uh, sort of. a, a more liberal, sort of open minded perspective. Sort of lends itself slightly easier to to the left wing spectrum, mm. but I don't really
1: see. I thought it's,
0: it's it's a very binary sort of distinction, but that doesn't really work. Yeah, because I am a whiny lefty liberal in terms of the way I think society should exist and sort of societal equality and that. That sort of boring shit. You know, everybody should be treated the same, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, And, you know, being actively interested in and annoyed about stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm in terms of my economic opinions. I'm much more of that sort of conservative, you know, sometimes cutting spending. Is a good idea. And raising. You know. Raising taxes. Sometimes. As much as you don't want it to happen. Sometimes that kind of has to happen.
1: Mm,
2: mm, mm. <clears throat> See I so thought it's... it was.
1: I thought their point was. Because they are. Surrounded by more people our age. Who are. You know. Generally speaking more. Left wing and liberal. Yeah. That rubs off on you. Was what I thought. They were trying to say. Which which I thought made a yeah. bit of sense.
0: Yeah, that that is also true. Um, you people seem to think that um, universities are boiling pots of of left wing ideas because it's full of young people and young people have left wing ideas, which is you know generally speaking correct. Hmm. <laughs> you know, a, you, you look at this the young person split of the vote. <laughs> most of it goes to either the Lib Dems or Labour or the Greens. Yeah. Very little of it goes to the Tory Party,
2: uh,
0: or yeah, but I don't think. I think for people like us, we're less likely to have that. Actually, mm. I think what it is is, don't I? Don't think people come back more left-wing. I think people come back possibly more open-minded. And also, more clued into politics. Yeah, it's more more
1: educated,
0: really. Yeah, because we don't really do politics at at school. No. So so for the people that didn't do politics at school, they go to uni and they go, oh, yes. politics is a is a thing. I should probably listen, and mm-hmm. I should probably listen to the people who know, and the people who know are usually the people who've, you know a couple of years older than you, probably, been clued into politics a bit longer, but still young. Yeah. So, <clears throat> might rub off on you in that way.
1: Maybe it's to do with going from a town where nothing political really ever happens, and there's no sort of, you know, there's no great protest through the streets, and going to a city and seeing yeah. seeing more of it, maybe, maybe that, that has an effect as well. But yeah, I thought it was an interesting point to, to discuss. And
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway,
0: that's all
1: really I've got to say about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm guessing that it's your link is to do with um pol- um politics, political engagement.
1: Um, no, unfortunately.
0: Any anywhere near?
1: Um, no, not with that one, unfortunately.
0: Okay. Cool. Right. What should we do next?
1: So we I don't know what works best with you next because you've got this sort of grand scheme. I don't really know. I don't really mind. So we, should we do our film next, I think? Okay, let's do our film next. Shall we should do music last. Yeah, let's try that. <clears throat> oh no, 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 no. Let's do music next. Will you want to do music next? Yes, please. Okay.
0: Right. My music choice this week is uh Lola. Oh, we just get it up because I've forgotten it because I was There's listening to it with this... you, it, Getting it I up. I mean, I I only. Yep. I have I have trouble getting it up. But once it's up, it's up.
1: It's so not going down. No, no. Not
0: not for a good two hours.
1: Not not for me, you, or or any Tom Dick around. or. For her. Or for her. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> that's staying put. Yeah, that's
0: it's it's staying put. Nope, that was that was nasty. Random Access Memories by Daft Punk.
1: Oh, love a bit of Daft Punk. I don't recognize the album name there. Oh, well, it is the album with Get Lucky on it. <laughs> ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Right. Great song. So, Random Access Memories is interesting um, because it's a Daft Punk album. Daft Punk is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And it came out quite a long time after their first... I think it's their second album, and it came out like eight eight or nine years after their first.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, They're very... There's a little bit of thing that thing that I was talking about earlier, you know. You don't have to <laughs> turn it out regularly or be around consistently, but when you, as long as you turn up and you're really good... And you're also not a dick, yeah. And that's sort of, that's sort of what Daft Punk are. They're just like, they're, they're quite. I read a, a little bit of an interview of someone who had worked with them. They're like, they're really cool. <laughs> they're really cool to work with. They're so, they're really meticulous, and they don't really go to sleep. Um, <laughs> but they're really good to work with, and they make amazing music. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And there's a, there's a section on Random Access Memories in one of the songs with Giorgio Moroder in it who was the father of disco. Oh. And, that, and using synthesizers and stuff like that. <clears throat> and they, they're a, a duo or a band that have really <clears throat> um, gotten to grips with that sound and that way of making music. They're really good. Yeah. Get Lucky is a really good song.
2: My
1: brother is in the minority that he likes the film Tron Legacy. Oh. And their work on that.
0: Yeah, particular. they did do work on that, didn't they?
1: They did. I quite like it when bands do work on, um, on film. I think it's fun. When, yeah, when... I, think, I think it's interesting. Yeah. But I don't know too much Daft Punk. They're very iconic. You can, you can. If you hear them, you know that who they are. Yeah, and especially if you look at them, you'll know who they are because they've got those helmets on that everyone always thinks of.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <clears throat> um, yeah,
0: they've got a lot of very. Yeah, they are very iconic in terms of their music and what their music sounds like. Definitely.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. I think I know your link. Go on. Um, it's
2: artists. That are just nice to work with.
0: Nope. really. When when I t- when I tell you my film, you are going to be wrong. For fuck's
1: sake! Oh god, is it something like Kubrick or? <laughs> All right. I'm oh, a bit bummed out about that. I thought we had it. You misled me.
0: You're you're on the right. You, I know
1: what. You, I know sort of what you're thinking
0: about as well so you're on the right lines, I'll tell you that
1: Okay, that's nice, unlike you because you're not on the right lines at the moment but you might be after you hear my song choice Um, song choice, Um, album choice it is, I'm sure you've heard it mentioned or Tom Carey talk about it at least, he talks about it quite a lot it is the My Bloody Valentine album Loveless Right, okay Uh, I've heard about Loveless Yeah Oh, I still haven't heard it though. That's okay. It's talk, that's, talk about it. Well you wouldn't have heard it because it's not really anywhere to be heard. It's not on um it's, it's definitely not on Spotify. Um I will double check that now actually. I don't think it's on Spotify. If it is, I'm really sorry, but No, it's not on Spotify. Um I don't know if it's on iTunes, but I don't think it's on iTunes. Um It's it's on YouTube though. Um it's a nineteen ninety one album. By My Blood and Valentine, who are a shoegaze band. And I don't think we've spoken too much about shoegaze before, or maybe we you have s-
0: You've spoken about...
1: um. Oh, uh, right, no... did I speak about. right? That, that was it. Me or Tom spoke about that, I can't remember. I, I think, think that, was... that was you. Do you think? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was you it was me anyway um, yeah so shoegaze meaning that it's just a lot of noise um, it's a very full sounding thick heavy um, texture to it and yeah. each song similar to a Pink Floyd album well similar to the Dark Side of the Moon the songs flow into each other um, very well um yeah I it's difficult to recommend you songs from it because you do need to listen to just the whole album top to bottom yeah um and in the right order but it's very good they used it on the soundtrack to Lost in Translation which was what we were talking about earlier with bands using um music but they didn't write it for the for the film the film just chose to have a couple songs yeah. on the album which is nice um so yeah shoegaze was a really interesting movement it came around the same sort of just before same sort of time as Britpop so it that's why it wasn't very popular because people
0: uh, yeah early 90s was
1: it yeah early 90s so people were would rather listen to sort of Oasis and Blur than sort of Ride and um, My Blood and Valentine. But yeah, it's really good. Um, although it is a bit annoying, it's not Spotify and you can't really find it anywhere that's too handy. But um, yeah, if you can get it on YouTube or get the album for £100 like I did, then check it £100? Mate, I say I got it for £100, but they sell sometimes for about 300 for it's ridiculous. Really, wow. Really, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um,
0: what was I thinking? So, my brain got minorly distracted by something. I don't even know what it got distracted by. It just got distracted. So, shoe my bloody Valentine, loveless, lovely. I'm guessing you said that it's like Pink Floyd, the tra- like Pink Floyd, the tracks flow in through one mm. another. Yeah. So I'm sort of going to, and and in the way that Rennie Lodge has structured why I'm no longer talking to white people about race, the the sections of the book sort of flow and and are connected quite nicely.
2: Yeah. In
0: quite a nice way. So I'm guessing it's something along those lines.
1: Um. No, it's not no good guess though um yeah they're, well they are both structured with you know a definite idea behind the way they're structured it's always nice when things are structured nicely i mean this is why i don't like pressing shuffle on a spotify album because the artist has chosen to structure them yeah. such a way that yeah I, I
0: always think that as well
1: yeah but um no that's not it okay you're not that close either you... no. yeah You'll probably get it with my last one because I'll say the word, but I didn't say the word that time because I described it. Anyway, J. Two
0: thousand and one, a space odyssey. Oh, <laughs> Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just, it. Yeah, it's definitely not nice directors and no, not not nice to work with. <laughs> no, he was a bit of a bastard. Oh, on yeah,
0: Kubrick. I've one of had... my favourite things about um, Kubrick. It was a completely different film. is In Full Metal Jacket, he refused to work outside of the UK. So they cut off some palm... Some... You know, the trees. Palm trees, yeah. Palm trees. And they shipped them over from overseas okay. to use in the film. What? As opposed to going on location.
1: What a bastard. It's just... Just boggles the mind my gosh I've only I'm glad you chose this one out of all the Kubrick's because it's the only Kubrick film I've seen oh is it I recommend Full Metal Jacket Full Metal Jacket is really good
0: Mm, Um, it's Mm. a really good study in like that loss of innocence and the horror of war and that sort of thing it's really good
1: really good um
0: and strange love as well
1: yeah, that is one that I do want to watch. I've had good things about *Strange Love*.
0: *Strange so funny. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's so. Gentlemen, no fighting in here. This is the war room.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, the the thing is, from what I what I hear about each film, they sound like very different films. All of them. Oh, like, oh, it sounds yeah. quite versatile. Well, you think about it. Cause you go, um, two
0: thousand and one, which is a sci-fi masterpiece. Hmm that goes from the dawn of man to the birth of a new species, um, essentially. And you get a full muzzle jacket, which this is one of the most horrific depictions of the Vietnam War that exists, other than maybe Apocalypse Now. But Apocalypse Now does it in a different way. Um, And it's about this sort of loss of innocence and it's absolutely just terrifying uh, with it with this, just this soundtrack that every now and again is just completely um, counter counter intuitive to, to the motion of the film at the time because oh. it's playing like these 50s um, music like um... country no no it's um, I can't remember the name of the song Ba 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 ba. That is the word. That one. That is the word. Yeah. Um. And it's playing that one whilst tanks are rolling through this utterly destroyed town, and they're taking gunfire. It's amazing. It's an amazing film. Um. Go watch it. Mm. And you go also The Shining and yeah. Barry Lyndon, Clockwork Orange.
1: Yeah. Mo- moving from thing to thing to thing to thing. Yeah. Which I quite like in a director. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about. Well, we'll talk about it more with mine in a minute. But yeah, I like it when they do lots of different things as opposed to sticking to sort of one genre. Yeah. Mm.
0: Um. So 2001 is essentially. Well, I mean, the, you spend the first twenty odd minutes with no dialogue. Yeah. Where it's just sort of this depiction of apes on the planet Earth. And them sort of moving around. And essentially, it basically posits this idea that we became human when we picked up sticks and whacked
1: each other with them. Mm. Basically, the invention of weapons. Yeah. And you've got that, um, again, with the soundtracks, which I didn't realise was in it until I... Watched it, the duh, 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 duh. <laughs> that one,
2: boom,
1: boom, 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 boom. yeah, that one, which is which works with it really well.
0: Yeah, it's iconic. Um, and so 2001, you you move in this spaceship, which is so intricately designed, and so coolly shot. Mm. Um. With these just like long rectangular corridors. And the ship that just rotates around itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're on a mission to Jupiter. Mm -hmm. One of Jupiter's moons possibly. um, Because of the obelisk that they found on the moon.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, And they have this ship's computer Hal. Um, which goes a bit wrong.
2: He is
1: terrifying. Or oh, that Hal is quite scary with that just singular yeah. red eye. And it's... Yeah, of, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's It gets under your skin. I can't do that, Dave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, no, it's... It's a really interesting film. <laughs> I think I'll just, just like about Kubrick. Um just the most cantankerous stubborn unpleasant person to to work for mm. but he gets it in when it needs to be in and it's bloody brilliant
2: yeah yeah
0: like, with with all of his stuff he gets the job done and he gets it re- done really well
2: mm. yeah
1: there are, oh.
0: there are a few other directors that I that I was thinking about picking
1: for this as well. David Fincher was one of them. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, he's just coming out with a new film. Um, is he? Yeah. Uh, that should well, it should come out this year or next year. But that's that's the first one in since Gone Girl, which is about yeah, seven since years. Gone
2: Girl
0: was which was twenty twelve. Blimey. Yeah, but he was working on Mindhunter Hunter for uh, a few years, for about three years, um, which is a Netflix show. And I don't know if they're bringing that back. I would really like it if they did.
1: I've never heard of Mindhunter.
0: Mindhunter is is basically the story about the people in the FBI who coined the term serial killer.
1: That sounds quite
2: interesting.
0: Started hunting down and creating a database for hunting down serial killers. So people like... Well, a lot of the a lot of their inspiration, not inspiration, but a lot of their research that they did, um, came from Edmund Kemper, mm. who was a very very scary man, <laughs> and um, one of his crimes that he eventually confessed to, he handed himself into the police, did Ed Kemper, because they sort of. Stopped looking for him. <laughs> they stopped. They they stopped giving him attention. So they just went, "Fuck it, fine." Yeah. Here I am. Handcuff me, and I'll tell you all about it. Um. Yeah, and he cut off his mum's head, and then um, put his penis, and then had sex
1: with it. You know. Yeah. Jeez. I'm not even going to try and make a joke because that is awful, and. Um, the joke would be too sick. Go on. No, I'm not gonna say it. Um No you have to now. It's gonna be s- something about, you know,
2: we've all been there, um Skull fucking up. Come on. Yeah. You can see why I didn't say it. It wasn't even
0: funny.
1: I know, I know. It was um It well, was
0: it was barely a joke. Yeah. You
1: know. Well, anyway, from David Fincher, I, he's, he'd also, on another Netflix show, been had something to do with Love, Death, Robots, I don't know if you've seen any of that. Oh, yeah, Death and Robots. I should watch that at some point. It's really good. They're all about ten minutes long, so it won't take long at all, but it's pretty... yeah. Okay. You get some right. good ones in there.
0: So, that's that's pretty much all I had to say about that, I think. I think oh, I've got it now. Bloody ballsack. You sat in your ballsack again.
1: This seems to I've just be got a bit of a crease, I think. Seems to be an increasingly regular occurrence. What my ballsack? You squashing your ballsack in some way? It happened in uh, coffee one the other day, and it happened on last week's episode as well. Um, I'm just wondering if it's okay down there. It hasn't swollen or? I'm um,
2: uh-huh, good. It's,
1: yeah.
2: Good.
1: Or hasn't dropped a bit. Sort of. Changed positions.
2: Hmm?
1: No, it no, hasn't. No. Used, it hasn't fallen a bit more. What eyeball? <laughs> no. I'd like mine to do that again. You, you want your balls to drop more? That would be nice. I just some people have that sort of second puberty, and I quite like that. I'd welcome it.
2: That'd be okay.
1: nice. Bit of a gross spur, bit of a deeper ball. Right.
0: Great. Here's a here's a thing. We're, we're both men, right? So we've obviously measured our penises.
1: For fuck's sake. It was only a matter of time. Yeah? Is that, yeah, sure, yes. Fine, as if I don't know where this is going. Right.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to ask you how long, because I don't care.
1: Thank you, that's very good of you.
0: It sounds like you're embarrassed.
1: Do you want to know the width?
0: Have you done your girth before? Oh, did I do my girth? Um, I haven't. But... Is girth just like that, or is it? Is it like the circumference? The
1: circumference.
0: Oh, no, I haven't got a, like a.
1: You need a, a. Like a sewing one.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I don't have one of those. I've I might do that. I might do that later, actually. I might do it later as well. I have to go out shopping um, for food, so I might get a, a tape measure like that and just, um, yes, yeah, do measure my girth. That's I've awesome. measured um the girth of, of my ball sack.
1: Yeah, you should have done it before and sort of then do it now as an after see if it's changed because you have had more problems with sitting on it recently.
0: Yeah. No, um see I you know we there's definitely a point in every man where he measures his penis and he goes, I can't tell. Is that big or not? Or for most. You just you just look at it and you go, I can't tell whether or not that's yeah. whether or not that's a normal size.
1: And and then we all afterwards look up the average size on Google. Yeah. Which will tell us five point two? Five point four? I think it's about five and a half. Is it five and a half? Yeah, I'm not gonna look it up now actually. But yeah, it was about five and a half ish. Yeah, and I just went, Okay, right, cool. And then I was, you know, I, I wonder if they put that on there just to make us happy. What? You know, they undershoot it a little bit so we don't get upset. I wonder. <laughs> it
0: just. That's the sound <laughs> of a man who's just above average.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they sort of. They just. They go for the lower bound because they think, oh, you know, we, yeah. we don't want to cause too much issues here. Um, but yeah, where was you? Where was that? Where you were going with with this? Uh, no, trend?
0: no, my, no, okay. my, no, my thing was going with like um, you measure the size of your penis, but do you measure the size of your balls? Because I have recently come to the conclusion, although it is based on no evidence, that I have an un that I have a slightly larger than average ball sack.
1: What the the sack or the testes?
0: I mean the, te- the I mean it just hangs. Okay, I think it's just.
1: Like an old man's like an old man's sack. No, it's it's not like an old man's, it's just like It's just very much It's just sort of dangling down. It's just just I just I get the sense and it's based on
0: absolutely no measurements or evidence that it's a bit bigger than
1: You must produce an ungodly amount of sperm. Your silence says everything. Does it swing when you walk? Is are we there yet? Is that the issue? Yeah, a little that... bit. Uh, a little, a, oh god. A little bit. Well it depends. Because sometimes it's
0: well obviously it depends on the temperature, right?
1: Yeah, and, and the boxes you're wearing as well. They might hold it in place quite nicely.
0: Yeah, I don't wear boxer briefs anymore. No? I just I just wear boxer boxes.
1: Oh, boxer briefs are the pants ones, aren't they? Yeah. They're... Yeah, no, no, no. Not no from... i just, i just, i just wear boxes, yeah so
0: and they're and they're quite and they're quite big so mm. so there is definitely room f- to breathe
2: okay, good um well, so yeah, uh,
0: I might actually do that later
1: do you want... Oh. Um, oh go on
0: no, no nothing
1: i I was gonna ask um do you do you risk it and shave them
0: um
1: Is that a risk you take?
0: When I have... See, I was... I'm slightly ashamed to say that I've only recently taken to um, trimming downstairs.
1: That's a... Well, you know...
0: And and by recently, I mean within the last, like, four months.
1: That is recent. Yeah.
0: Hadn't done it until,
1: basically, March. This could, you know, help you... A lot, I think,
0: I was just sort of you know going hm, mm. might try it, get some aeration downstairs, see, yeah see, see what's, um see what's going
1: on. <clears throat> How often do you actually um I like to trim them quite fairly often, maybe once a month, um once a month?
2: okay, yeah. but if
1: I want to properly you know go all out and with the razor, it's it's never pleasant, so I don't do that as often as I.
0: I see. I haven't. I haven't gone down with the razor. I just. I just basically got a pair of scissors.
1: Yeah. 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 And that, they're
0: just. Just hung over the
1: toilet. I feel like um, the scissors is like trimming the hedge, and the razor is like getting rid of the hedge. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the hedge. No. Um. Well, no, I don't mind it. I don't. But. but I mean, it's if 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 we didn't need it, it
0: wouldn't. Well, not well. No, that's not true. But if I just, I've never
1: really seen an issue. No. Nah. But it makes it look bigger, doesn't it? Once you shaved. Does it? Yeah. So that'll give you a bit of confidence. I, I sh- wasn't really paying attention. If you sort of shave and then go, "Blimey, look at the size of that!" That's why. That's why. Um, people who go on stuff like um. What's that naked attraction? Um, they get it all off, so it looks as large as possible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you heard about ironing? What the, the? I don't know. Um, yes, I know what ironing is. I don't think I know what you're talking about there.
0: So, like ironing the 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 ballsack. Um, what? By... Not not with an iron. Okay. But, you, but you get a laser. And you remove the wrinkles,
1: blimey! Really?
0: You can you can get a surgery to laser remove wrinkles from from your from your area. That
1: really is fine tuning, isn't it?
0: That's yeah. I mean, I don't. Why?
1: I'm not sure why. I it can't be natural. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I mean like, this is one thing that has has always puzzled me. The people who brag about the size mhm like who that's not a it's not a personality trait no it's not that's either it's either nature or you've put effort and time into making it bigger yeah because you were insecure it's it's neither of those is something to be proud of
1: yeah it's definitely not not anything to brag about no my um My um, brother came up with a good point um, yesterday. Oh, yeah. Really made me think. And you'll probably be able to shed some light on this. Um, So we all, all us boys in the family, which is four of us, we all get our penis genetics from our dad, yes? Yeah. So would we all have exactly the same penis? No. But we can only get it from our dad.
2: Mm, well, technically,
0: mm, yes, but also no, because when the things when DNA splits, it also undergoes a process where there is an element of just complete randomization. Mm. So there is an element of randomization in your penis area as well.
1: Okay, sort of like um.
0: So so so, w- for example, your. Um, you you could extend the same thing to to women, and say <clears throat>
2: your sister and your mum don't have the same vagina. I'm just gonna let that one hang in the air for a second. I mean,
0: do you you right? So you think you and your dad have the same?
1: Penis. No, no, I don't, I don't think we do. Which is which is why I why I brought it up because you know, no way does he have one that small. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can I try they and guess you... your? Can I guess your link now, please?
0: Oh yeah,
1: I've completely Should forgotten.
0: Would... Uh... Two thousand and one, a space odyssey.
1: Your link is um, creators that are very um,
2: thorough in an exceptional way. No. Fuck's
1: sake! That was my last chance. What was it? So that's half. I feel like I was pretty close with all of them, but
0: yeah, I think you were along the right lines. We'll give you a half. It's... So what? I basically told you what my link was going to be.
2: Um, Oh, for goodness sake. I think I know
0: So, do you want to have another go? Hold on.
1: What's the name of your Daft Punk album? Random Access Memories. Oh, okay, no. I thought it was something to do with um, 2000 AD and 2001 Space Odyssey.
0: Oh. Ah, that would have been clever. Could have been very clever. Ah, that would have been cool. I should have done that. No. So, I was talking about the Dave Gibbons philosophy. Yeah. Dave Gibbons philosophy of on time, nice, exceptional. Yeah. Kubrick, on time, exceptional. Daft Punk, exceptional, nice. Dave Gibbons, on time, uh, nice
2: fuck's sake. That's good. Well done. Yeah. Good link. Oh, we should do some more like that. That's quite fun. I wasn't thinking that way. That's good. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Good. Right.
0: So, your film.
1: Yeah, my film is one that we're both very familiar with, having only seen it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Tenet. Another Noblin. Um... This is what I was talking about with directors earlier. So with Kubrick, you get all these very different films. Um, Nolan, they're all um, quite unique. But they, they've they all definitely got... Um, a, he's got a style that he sticks to very much so, which is sort of this highbrow, um, very engaging sort of mentally and... Um, sort of a time is one of his big things. He like he loves to he's got rather an obsession with sort of time and how to mess around with it, which he does in Tenet very well. Um and going on the structure point, I I've thought about it and I think Tenet's structured rather well as well. Um which is quite difficult to do with a movie that involves going backwards and forwards in time. Uh, but yeah, so Tenet was um was good. Um it's starred john david washington and robert patterson are sort of the two main leads and kenneth Branger as a sort of evil villain what did you think of um our boy kenneth by the way as a a sort of villain chuckles ken
0: i (laughs) i liked him i thought he was really good sorry um chuckles ken is a reference to a different podcast entirely
1: is it one that kenneth Branger does
0: uh, no, it's not one he does, but it's a reference to. So Simon Mayo, Mark Kermode do ah. film review podcast. Yeah, and they've had Ken Branner on, and he has um, a very um, infectious chuckle. <laughs> so they so they have uh, nicknamed him Chuckles Branner or Chuckles Ken. He's been oh. on the podcast quite a few times. He's good. Um, yeah. No, I I really like Ken Branner in it. I thought he
1: was good. Is he up there with sort of the best movie villains of all time? No, but I thought he was. It it fit
0: really well in the story, and he he, he played a character well. So he was good.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um,
0: I I I got over quite quickly the fact that it was Ken Branagh doing an accent.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was. Interesting. Did... He did he did the accent well. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so. Just talking to Robert Patterson, did you hear the um the bad news he's got covid he's got covid very sad times so batman i mean obviously sad times for robert as well but again we will be delayed in getting that batman film oh, just a little dear. bit more they've only filmed 25% of it and they've released a trailer which is and now he's got COVID. i don't think we're seeing that movie for probably another year yeah that's fine um you're not you're not I, especially I, buzzed for it
0: no, I don't get buzzed for a lot of DC things. Um, mm. I've seen the trailer for the new um,
1: Marvel film, though. Not what New Mutants. Black Widow. Oh, new Black Widow trailer. I have not seen that yet.
0: Really cool. It's got Widow. Taskmaster in it. Yeah. That Black just Panther. makes me happy. Yeah, He's my favourite of... He's probably my favourite um, Marvel character. Who is he? Because he's just so OP, right? <laughs> Essentially, you fight someone once, and then he has an eidetic memory, and like a, a re- an eidetic reflex memory as well. So he fights Captain America once, and then he fights Captain America a second time, and he can fight in exactly the same way that Captain America would fight.
1: <laughs> okay, that's kind of cool. He's a, perfect, he's a perfect mimic. That's good. Um, but yeah, um, God, what was I talking about? Tenet. Oh yeah, what do you think of the first um, hour? first hour so we had this I don't know when the first hour ended so uh, Nolan is very good with his opening scenes <laughs> yeah generally speaking uh, the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises have brilliant opening scenes Inception's got a great opening scene um, this one was a shootout at an opera house I thought it was it didn't seem to hold any weight um, I'm
0: watching it the second time because I've seen it twice now Less interesting, but there's something. There's a, there's a, there's a definitely a detail or a couple of details in it. Mm. That are great. Um, Rob Pattinson's
1: bag isn't it? Isn't it? Somewhere.
0: We probably should have gone. Spoilers. Wah. But uh, yeah. it
1: too But it it's there's a badge on the bag. that's would say yeah. From memory. Sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the, you get the shootout out opera house, but it doesn't seem to hold, apart from the tiny details, it's not especially, it's not one of his best opening scenes. It doesn't hold much weight for the rest of the film. And then you've got the first hour, which, or, well, no, hours is a bit of an exaggeration, half an hour, that has to try to explain what the fuck is actually going on and what's at stake here. Yeah. And because it's quite complicated and quite a sort of it's a bit of a mind fuck they have to be very scrupulous and sort of thorough with how they explain it to you
0: um yeah of, um, unfortunately it's quite it's quite expositiony for the first yeah. half an hour, which people can definitely go I don't want to
1: hear someone explaining the plot to me yeah it, but if. You if, have
2: to:
1: Yeah, so people could easily zone out then because it's not especially um, interesting. Yeah, so people yeah, and if you zone out then, then you're absolutely fucked for the rest of the film because you're not going to have a clue what is going on. Um, so in that way it's quite inaccessible for the first sort of half an hour, but then you know it gets it gets going, um, and when it gets going, it's great. I, I'd say. but they have yeah. to unfortunately they have to have that first bit because mm-hmm. of what the film is.
0: Yeah, and I think that there if you watch it again there's a detail in the exposition-y stuff that you will understand upon
1: watching it for the second time. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good film if you know slightly too clever for its own good, making it a little bit hard to access, but it's it's good. Good and dark. Do you have a guess at my link. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um...
0: Tenet. Mm.
2: Loveless. Mm. Well, I am no longer talking to white people about race. You mentioned there was a word that you said or that Mm. you would say. Yeah, I said it, yeah. But you didn't say it for the other two.
1: I said it for the first one and then said it for the middle one. The music.
0: Okay. So, I'm. Um... Did I pick up on the word when we were talking about it at the time? No.
1: no. Right. Okay. Um. This is going to be similar to Solly's one in that you're going to kick yourself. I don't know. Ah! <sighs> You want me to tell you then
0: wait wait wait,
2: wait.
1: yes go on tommy okay so while i'm no longer talking to white people about race the intersectionality word and the idea behind that is slightly inaccessible to some people um loveless is literally inaccessible because it's not on spotify and it's not on itunes and you right get it <laughs> Okay. The first hour or so is quite inaccessible if you don't pay attention. Keyword yeah. inaccessible.
0: Ah, that's not a bad link. That's Thank annoying. You. I wanted to shout at you. It's
1: not bad. It says yeah. That's that's good. And I went for two aspects of the word inaccessible: literally and sort of just hard to access mentally.
0: Yeah, mentally. that's yeah, nice. Thank I, you. I appreciate that one.
1: Both of our links were multi-layered and good. Very yeah, good. that
0: was that was good. That was an we,
1: impressive episode from us. Yeah, we both
0: got one point from revisiting stuff.
2: Yeah, gosh. Oh,
0: uh,
1: <sighs> well, that was that was tough. That yeah. Oh, we get we get we both get
0: points because the other person didn't guess.
1: Oh, yeah. So we're both on two. Yeah. God, oh, that listening. was a tricky one. Anyway, thanks for listening if you did and um, making it to the end. Um, always nice to know that someone's out there. Um, and hopefully, we'll have a guest on next week. We've got an idea of who it might be, but we'll need to lube him up a bit and get him on our side.
0: We won't need to lube him up much.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, probably not. If Yeah. We'll
0: Considering just... the the person that we're talking about.
1: Yeah. But that should be good. And
0: we're just going to hope he doesn't listen to this. Knowing <laughs> how little we'll have to lube him.
2: Yeah. yeah, Just
0: a bit of spit should do the trick. Anyway,
2: yeah. that's goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye.